What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It is what it is. It is what it is. Not anymore, it isn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is getting retired. Uh, somebody <laughs> decided to use it to describe 140,000 deaths. <laughs> <laughs> Rose. Well, it no longer is what it is. My name <laughs> is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in Rose on an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey. It's Mr. Rich Sweet. What aren't you going to do? <laughs> on an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from the Rose Garden, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. Hey, guys. <laughs> uh, wh- why? Why that, Tim? <laughs> I have no idea. I couldn't come up with anything clever. Yeehaw! Hey, uh... <laughs> Let me just shriek at the audience. Ah! Yeah, yeah, just... That's, I mean, that, that describes... Like, at, at round three of each of our uh, sessions turns into just us shrieking random noises at each other anyway, so... Um, so what's up, guys? How's everybody doing? Uh, I'm pretty good, you know. I'm I'm doing... Yeah, considering, I think <laughs> I'm doing all, all right. Considered, yep. It's uh, it's been a, w- a wild week here on the uh, on the East Coast for weather. Uh, you know, we're we're doing this in a thunderstorm now, crossing our fingers that we don't lose power at any point during this show. <laughs> uh, the way that some of us have uh, multiple times during the course of this week, as a result of the uh, the hurricane slash tropical storm uh, that came uh, blitzing through here. But uh, but we're here. We're doing it, guys. We survived, yeah. and we're here on session thirty three. Yep. Jose? Yes. Yeah, baby. Uh, we Boy, 33 sessions of this show. <laughs> yeah. This is episode, what, 97? Um, yes. This is episode 97 of uh, Brose Proper. Uh, you know, and boy, 33 excuses just get together and get hammered uh, <laughs> and talk about absolute nonsense uh, over the course of the last year and a half. It's it truly almost two years now. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Excellent. truly a, spect- a sight to behold. Yes. Yep. Yeah. What was it? October? So we all, we are almost at two years, which is crazy. But you know, uh, we have plenty of time to marvel <laughs> at our own uh, endurance as far as the show is concerned. Let's get on with the show, uh, which of course is available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. If you listen to any of our previous ninety-six episodes before, you will know that the premise of the show is to answer questions from you the audience about life the universe and everything and we do it while drinking delicious glasses of rosé if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air email it to brosequestions at gmail.com that's brosequestions at gmail.com please do send in those questions because we really rely on you we, we you guys produce the content for this show as we as we mention uh damn near every time we do this so uh before we get to those questions though how about we discuss the wines we're drinking? Any, anybody have any objections? Any problems with that? No yeah, objections at all. Would be a strange time to finally voice an objection to that or <laughs> the format of the show. 97 episodes in. Uh, Sean, you're holding your bottle. How about you uh, start by, uh, telling us about your wine? I'm drinking uh, Domaine de Fonsant. Agree degree. And uh, it is so good. Uh, it is just incredibly pleasant it's it's a really good sipping wine like i i drank almost my whole first glass while we were sitting talking before the show without even realizing it it's just real (laughs) a real good summer wine it's refreshing but dry 
great. It also has a uh, quote from Thomas Jefferson on the back saying, good wine is a necessity of life for me, uh, which, okay, uh, that's <laughs> whatever, dude. Uh, so, booze hound Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, notorious booze hound slash rapist Thomas Jefferson. Woo! Uh, <laughs> woo! Attaboy. Uh, yeah, but it's really, it is very good. I Honestly, I only got it because Domain and Fonsan kind of rhymed, and I thought that was cool, but it ended up being very good, so... A plus. Nice. A plus. Excellent. Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Le Dauphin's uh, Côte de Rhone uh, Rosé. I bought it because it actually has this really cool looking label. It's kind of like carnival style with blue and red. Oh, it's cool looking. It looks like vodka. uh, It is a very light pink color, but it is a rosé. It says rosé on the back right there. I don't (laughs) know if you can see it. Um, it, It's it's pretty good. It's, It's a little dry, which I'm not a big fan of the dryness, but it's pretty good still. I, I like it. All right. I am drinking, uh, we probably drank, this sounds familiar, but I, uh, I'm i not sure. I, I'm drinking Artea, uh, a Mediterranean rosé. Uh, it's not Mediterranean. Uh, it's Mediterranean uh, with the accent <laughs> agu and then an E at the end, which I believe means that this is a female wine, uh, if I <laughs> remember my, my conjugations yep. correctly. Uh, this is a 2018, and uh, the tasting notes on the back say that it has aromas of raspberry and wild strawberry. Uh, a light and refreshing rosé packed with delicious fruit flavor and just the right amount of sweetness. Enjoy chilled before or with a meal. Uh, it is fine. Uh, it is it is a <laughs> it is appropriately refreshing for a, a brutally hot summer day like uh, we've had over the last couple of weeks. Um, but it is OK. It is it is not super sweet, which is fine with me. It is perfectly it's a solid B uh, if, if I'm going by uh, by by the traditional grading scale. <laughs> And Tim, uh, so Tim, <laughs> we got a bit of a situation here with you. Uh, why don't you walk us through as much as you'd like to? What's uh, what's happening with you? Uh, so, as per most days after uh, Brose recordings, I woke up with a massive hangover, as <laughs> one does drinking an entire bottle of wine and some beer on top of that. Uh, and that hangover headache has not gone away since. And uh, it's been three weeks since we it, recorded last. That's a, typically longer than the normal headache lasts. Yes, it is terrible. Uh, most days it's a two. Sometimes it's a ten, and that blows, and the doctor is fucking useless. So there's that. Um, but uh, to try and not cause myself any more grief, I am actually drinking V8 Splash Berry Blend. <laughs> Hell yeah! It is delicious. Very sweet, very fruity. Uh, has a good body to it. Um, no, no weird flavors on the back end. Not terribly dry. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, just try, try not to fuck my body up more than I have to today. Yeah. We we follow through on the bit hardcore until it is a detriment to someone's health. <laughs> then we pump with the brakes. Yeah. Then we're okay. <laughs> a three week long hangover. That's where we draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> If it had been one, one day less, we would have been like, nah, Tim, you gotta, is it 20 days? Sorry. Like, if you felt if you felt fine this morning, I'd be like, nah, fucking get that bottle open. <laughs> Done. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if my liver is uh, gonna be bouncing back after this, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, all the best for you, man. Gracias. You could have tried kombucha. Doesn't that have, like, a little bit of alcohol, but it's very good for you, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, but kombucha sounds like a horrible thing to put in my body, so I don't want mm-hmm. to. Have you yeah. considered Everclear? <laughs> I have. 
<laughs> I hear it cleans everything out, including just like wiping the hard drive that is my brain. Uh, so I figured, just let's just start over. Yeah, just a hard reset. <laughs> exactly. Restore to factory settings. Hard reset. All right. Uh, I have the first round of questions, guys. We have like nine questions uh, in this round. Uh, so we're going to make right. some moves real quick on this one. Uh, and of course, as I mentioned at the beginning, you can email brosequestions at gmail.com if you'd like us to answer your question on the air. Uh, the first question comes to us from longtime listener John Tursich. What is the best fast food slash convenient chicken? Uh, for example, KFC, Popeyes, Royal Farms, etc. Hmm. So I kind of have to abstain from this question um, just on the fact that I can't eat any of it. You can eat. Well, you yeah, can eat the, the mean, grilled chicken. Yeah. I, and also, I know for a fact you eat a shitload of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Is that your pick? Well, well, I mean, that would end up being my pick. I honestly have not had Chick-fil-A since quarantine started. Mm. I really only had it because I'd worked real close to one and it was mm-hmm. really convenient for lunch. Um, yeah, but, but that would, but by volume, and I you ate fr- and you ate fried chicken before you yeah. found out that you had celiac, right? Yeah, I'm a vegetarian and I'm not abstaining from this question, <laughs> dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get on, your boy. shit together, Rich. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's more of like, let's see. I I used to not eat a lot of like fast food fried chicken even before quarantine or before mm-hmm. celiac. Like it would be Popeyes because that was it would either be Popeyes or, or Chick fil A. For celiac personally i liked popeyes more mm-hmm. uh it's just nice and crispier um and just really greasy i love it but i just i can't eat it anymore so I'm, I'm bummed out there are people who get very so friend of the show david bennett got really mad at me uh about five or six years ago when i said that i didn't find there was a, a significantly uh, there's a, I did not find there was a significant difference between like KFC and Popeyes, and he was furious <laughs> I mean, for, the, for, for this take. Uh, and I will admit that Popeyes, I, I, I like Popeyes a little bit better than KFC now, uh, but it's still not like a runaway favorite or anything like that. It's fried freaking chicken in a bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the deciding factor for me for Popeyes is more the biscuit, which is not the question here. Um, <laughs> Boy, uh, the the problem is is that anything beyond these three, you're looking at like Roy Rogers, which is garbage. Uh, you know, I guess I, I will probably go with Popeyes as well um, for for lack of a better option. Uh, Royal Farms, my only experience with that is at like three in the morning, uh, very inebriated, uh, and uh, so I, I don't think that's really a fair. Even though at that point, I would have told you that that was the best chicken I've ever had in my life. Uh, I don't think that's really a fair uh, standard for this. So I will say Popeyes. Um, what about you, Tim? Uh, unfortunately, I've never had Popeyes. So can't, oh, I can't. What? I can't wait. Uh, Matt, where is there a Popeyes near me? Fucking everywhere, Tim. <laughs> it's the East Coast. There's a bunch of Popeyes. There was one in the mall where we grew up. There was not a Popeyes For like in our 10 mall. years, there was. You are <laughs> shit. It was right next to the Orange Julius. You are out of your mind, sir. There was a Taco Bell slash cat. There was a Taco Bell. I don't remember Popeyes ever being in that food court. This is bananas. All right, right, keep going. Keep going. (laughs) Keep digging myself a hole. You've elected to stick with this lie, so keep going. Um, Honestly, I just grew up on KFC, so that's where I tend to fall. Not the extra crunchy. I think that's just overly salty bullshit. Uh, so it's gotta mm. be original recipe. Uh, mm. 
And there, there's, there's one place in Philly I went to, like twice. I don't remember if it was like a crown chicken or what, but that shit was amazing. Was it Church's Chicken? Is there a Church's Chicken in Philly? I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. I, I legitimately wouldn't remember it unless I physically walked into the place. Okay. Okay. How about because you, Sean? What's your, drunk. what's your ideal pick? So, Jacob and I, uh, like it was two years ago, I think. I had to be it because. It wouldn't have made sense more recently than that. Two years ago, we decided to go to every fried chicken place near us, like every fast food fried chicken place near us, and try all of them and decide which ones was the best. Jacob, I'm fairly certain, picked Popeyes. We got like just the original plain chicken at everyone's, uh, and I thought Church's was the best. Hmm. So I'm going to go with Church's. However, there is a soul food place that Mary and I went to, and I didn't get to have their fried chicken because I don't eat chicken anymore. But they had, it was like fried whitefish, and it was literally the best fried food I've ever had in my entire life. So mm. I have to imagine that the chicken is the best thing, like, is next, is, I don't remember, what, I've tried to look up soul food places, but there's a decent amount around here. So I can't, I, if I can, at, maybe between episodes, I'll find Mary and ask her what that place was, but it was so good. I like made myself sick. I ate so much. It's best fried food I've ever had. It sounds Period. amazing, but it also sounds like it might be overqualified. This is not this is not a fast food place. I'm assuming. No, this is a this would be a small, it, like it would too be a fried chicken place. But yeah, yeah, it would be too good for this category. So for this category, churches is my favorite. Okay, I've never had churches chicken. It's good. I thought okay. it was. I think I might have just been like over KFC and Popeyes is also fine. I don't think there's if there's not a significant difference. Sorry, Bennett, between those two <laughs> places and churches was like. I don't know why I thought it was better. It was, that's where it hit me at that moment. I was like, ah, Church's is best. All right. Of those three, so, of the big three. So, Tim, how far away from Coatesville do you live? Far enough that I just don't feel like driving. That's like a 25 to 30 minute drive, depending on traffic. Okay. I'm not I, driving that far for fast food. That's how far. <laughs> if because it's, it's, 10, also, it's also if it's not within 15 minutes of me, I'm not fucking going. Well, I, I, I also don't remember the actual town that you live in. Um, <laughs> That's okay. No one loves me. I understand. Well, Pit- I know I, I don't know that area, so I don't remember the town names. I just know Exton. And so I searched Exton, and there was a Popeye's in Coatesville, and I sent you those uh, free uh, uh, sandwich and two-piece. I also totally get use. those things from T-Mobile every Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to be going to Coatesville just for chicken anyway. <laughs> Coatesville is not a, I'm just going to swing well, by for chicken kind of area. Coatesville is a go in because they absolutely have to and then leave immediately kind of area. If you're going to go, if you're going to go all the way to Coatesville for chicken, there's a place called Crispy Crunchy Chicken. KKC, Crispy <laughs> Crunchy Chicken. That is, that is too close. I am not comfortable with uh, that. <laughs> all right, so guys, the next fucking question. <laughs> Before we just step in it, uh, <laughs> come as uh, no, no name attached to it. This is coming from the SOs. What's your favorite gadget? Your favorite gadget? Um, I have a uh, get, like a a thing I use to change my guitar strings. Probably my favorite gadget. Like it has a little bit little like wire cutters and the thing to wind the uh, whatever the tuning knobs real quick. So you don't have to get. That's my favorite little gadget I have. It's the most useful thing that I own, probably, because I don't own like a pocket knife because I'm an idiot, I guess. But that's my favorite, or my electric wine opener. Ooh, that's a nifty one. Yeah, that is a nifty one. 
Um, Rich, what's your favorite gadget? Uh, I don't really... I don't think I really have a lot of things that would be considered gadgets except for, like, my phone. Or, like, my, uh, I guess, my my Pokemon Go Plus, which I don't even really use anymore. Oh, um, well, the... What the, is your Pokemon Go Plus? Is it the ball? It's, it's the button. That it, oh. that you, it's the clip with the button. Um, so I would unfortunately have to say my phone just because I don't really have much other, like, actual gadgets as far as I can think of around here. Tim, you're a gadgety guy. I imagine you've got a pretty good uh, pretty good answer for this. Well, I'm sitting here trying to think. I was like, I got a lot of shit I could play with. Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we we, re- we recently got uh, some app-controlled lights for a couple different things that we got from uh, James Troutman, listener of the show. <laughs> uh, so Martha and I have been playing with those like constantly. Like She won't even be home, and she's changing the color of the light in the living room. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> Uh, so that's been fun, but honestly, uh, I have a knife I really like, which isn't really a gadget, but when Sean <laughs> said pocket knife, I was like, I like my knife. Well, I think a, a gadget is just like a small, it doesn't have to be electronic. It can just be like, it has, it's a tool, a small tool. I would, I, that's what I think of. Oh. I might be wrong, but I think of like a small tool and not necessarily like I have a stud finder that I think is really cool just because I'm a child and I like to put it on my, put it beep. on me and it goes beep and I'm like, you found one. <laughs> I, I figured it out. I can put a nail here. Wait, wait, Sean, that doesn't make you a child. That makes you a dad. It makes you it does. a stud. <laughs> found myself. Uh, no, but I figured it out. Uh, I have a cable tester for making network cables. And it is probably, like, it, it is literally just, here's a thing I plug in on one side. Here's the thing I plug in on the other side and turn on. And then I just watch the lights match up and go through the series of checking each wire. And it is super simple. But I, mm-hmm. I, I just love it. It's so much fun. It's like, I did it. I made a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sean, the stud finder thing reminded me of the, uh, the uh, text exchange that you and I and your wife had. Uh, inadvertently a couple of weeks ago when uh, I believe she meant to text just you, but ended up texting. I, I guess there was a group chat that involved me as well. And she texted both of us saying, hello, where is the stud finder? Um, <laughs> and then and then responded with whoops, wrong group. And of course I responded immediately uh, or as soon as I could with, well, I hope you find it because the only two studs I can find are here in this group chat. She was not amused. <laughs> I mean, that's like the appropriate response. She's been stuck with. She's been stuck at home with me for seven months. She. That's all. That's it, that's the, our entire conversation to just her being annoyed at me for saying the dumbest shit. <laughs> so when it comes more. from a third party, she's like, "God damn it! Like it's inescapable. It's no. It's no. Nowhere is safe." Um, as far as my favorite gadget, um, boy, it's, it's actually an item that I, I'm annoyed because I have misplaced, uh, over the last couple of weeks, but it's a, it's this little thing. Uh, it's a tool. It's like a multi-tool and it's, it's got a couple of different, uh, like sort of handyman kind of things with it. So it's got needle nose pliers. It's got a couple, it's almost like a Swiss army knife, but for like a toolbox and you can flip out like something that closely resembles like a Phillips head screw, something that resembles, uh, you know, like something that you could use to cut wire. Um, There's like 15 different things in there and it's really great. And I love it because it's like, boy, I could bring like my whole tool 
tool bag up here, or I could just bring this thing and it solves like 95% mm -hmm. of, of normal uh, problems like that. So I think the only thing it doesn't have that's like really common is like something that does like, like a hex, like a hex key for, for uh, Allen wrenches. But apart from that, it has like a little bit of everything and it's like, it's, it's a little, it's got a little pouch in it. You can put it in its little pouch and carry it on your clip. And it's like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. I can do <laughs> so it's, uh, so I, I like that thing a lot, but, but I misplaced it like three weeks ago. I don't know where it is. So uh, in, in absence of that, um, yeah, I, it's that, it's that, that's my, that's my favorite little knickknacky gidget, gidget, gidget. I can't talk anymore. I'm gidget. <laughs> hammer drunk after uh, three sips of wine. Uh, any other thoughts on gadgets? No, I, I or like gadgets. gadgets. I, I need more gadgets. Yep. Yes, you do. Yeah. I, I got, I have, I don't know if this counts as a gadget. I have the, uh, the Google Nest thermometer or uh, thermostat. I love that thing. I, I mm. can, I can set it all just for my phone. I don't even have to get up. <laughs> it's very convenient. Yeah. Well, yes. there's, there's, those nests are very popular. Um, the next question, uh, somewhat related, uh, tangentially related. What's your favorite thing that you've bought this year? Everything you've bought this year. Hmm. What a uh, I bought so much things. Mm -hmm. Well, it's 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 weird because I think I've made a lot of purchases in quarantine that I've justified by saying I'm not going to work anymore, so I'm not paying like the toll every day. So I have like, in theory, an extra like twenty five dollars a week that I just it's kind of just like I don't know what I don't need this so. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Favorite thing, probably, probably one of my frisbees. Honestly, it's probably one of them. I don't know mm -hmm. which one, but probably just one of them. It's just I've gotten the most use out of them. They are the best thing for my mental health. It's a frisbee. I don't know which one, but it's one of them. Okay. <laughs> I got a lot of them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it's probably it's probably a piece of media uh, for the same. Like, I, I I have been in the same uh, headspace as you, Sean, the last couple of weeks because I don't have the gas or the tolls. So I'm like, oh, that's another you know, X number of dollars in my pocket every, every week. Um, but that winds up going towards groceries because, uh, I'm bored. Mm -hmm. And so I cook, uh, and <laughs> so my wife and I eat, uh, and that's where the excess money goes. So it's probably a piece of media. Um, boy, I will say it's not, boy, I, I will say, you know, it's, it's the, it's a, the new energy Shikari album. Uh, nothing is true and everything is possible. Uh, which is very good. Uh, it was immensely, it was immensely, uh, I'm, I was immensely happy to have it during quarantine because I think it came out like a couple of weeks into quarantine. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. You know, good band, good album. Uh, and it, I think it was like 10 bucks. So it was a, a, a prudent mm -hmm. use of money. So I will say that because I can't really think of any like physical thing that I, I've bought that I'm like, oh, you know, that's not true. That's not true. Changing my answer. It's scallion scissors. My wife convinced me to get scallion <laughs> scissors uh, because uh, we ended up using scallion. We, we like cooking Asian food a lot, and uh, we end up using scallions and other things as well, like make an egg salad. Um, and uh, she was like, oh, you can just get these to cut uh, green onions with it easier. And I'm like, well, it seems dumb. You know, I could just learn how to cut them smaller. And then I just broke down and bought it. It was like $15 and it's, I love it. Uh, cause it cuts the scallions real narrow and it's real easy. You can just take the whole stalk and just clip them off at the top. Um, so I, I, I would say that is my favorite purchase of the year so far. Nice. That's a solid purchase. How about you, Rich? Um, so it's one of two things. One of them I have not gotten yet. Cause I just bought it. It's rank fit adventure for the switch. Uh, I realized I really need to start working out. So I went and bought that. 
the other thing was my birthday gift to myself. It's this figure, Molly Mock figure from Critical Role. It's a foot Ooh. tall. Mm, it's cool. uh, it is um, uh, McFarlane. So he does uh, Spawn. His company, his toy company, made this. And I will post a picture on the Brose uh, Twitter when this comes out. This is probably one of my favorite things I've bought so far. It's a cool looking figurine. Sweet. Yeah, let me know how uh, how you like Ring Fit Adventure because we had our eyes on that for a while and we just it, it, it was out of stock for like three months because everybody was buying that because of quarantine. I um, I, I bought it on a whim two days ago. It's shipping from Philly. Should be here on Tuesday. So good deal. Good yeah. deal. How about you, Tim? What's the favorite uh, thing that you've bought this year? Uh, I'm gonna go with the monitor that I just bought Martha and myself. So, for her birthday, I lied. I'm going to go with the chair I'm currently sitting in, because this <laughs> chair is stupid comfortable. Mm. It's, a nice, uh, it's a gaming chair, right? No. it's uh, So, I was looking at a bunch of gaming chairs and mixed reviews and this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, why the fuck are these things $500? And then I just happened to like pop on to Staples, and I saw the chair that I had bought myself at my old company... Uh, when I was still in the maintenance department, and I was like, oh, that chair was fucking great. Oh, it's on sale for under $100? Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So, you gotta, you gotta hook, it, hook me up with the link for that chair, because we're looking for an office chair. Let me see if it's still available. Office chair is my big birthday gift this year. So I don't know uh, I'm getting old, because I was like, my wife got me an office chair, and I was psyched. <laughs> I was like, fucking yeah, it's an office, office chair. chair. Hell yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh man, it's so ergonomic. <laughs> If you guys are looking for chairs, I've got uh, Maxnomic. Mm-hmm. This was like this is a chair I bought. It's Rich, like, are you like sponsored by them? You just whipped out this pillow with its freaking name it's, on it. It's like, connected <laughs> to the chair. It was connected yeah. to the chair. It's got a Velcro or not? Lumbar Velcro, support, yeah. man. My but, friends uh, at Maxnomic. <laughs> yeah, I get I get a, a couple of bucks every time I say Maxnomic. Check yeah. them out. <laughs> yeah, you're like uh, well, you're like uh, all the sports radio hosts where they have to say my friends at whatever the location is. <laughs> Like they're like but they're buddy buddy with uh, the guy who owns like you know Pat and Gino steaks. <laughs> uh, it, this chair was about three hundred and fifty dollars, but I sit in it forty hours a day, so I figured it's worth the price. And it's comfy. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, any other fun things you've bought this year? Is this within the last twelve months? With like, um, or, or since January? Or, if it, or calendar year? Calendar year or January? What are you going to say? Let's say because since January. Ah, oh, damn. So set runner-up, my bidet. <laughs> oh, yo, there I just put go. one in, and it's great. Isn't I... it? It's so good. It is so good. It's, it's, it is, like, it's so weird, but I'm like, why the fuck isn't, ev- why isn't everything have a bidet? Why is there not bidets everywhere? It's so good. I, I love Sean, it. Like, Sean was watching it. About, like, I'm sweaty, and my butt stinks a little bit. And it's like, nope, I'm just sweaty, so that's one less smell to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, you guys are all at me because I am in uh, Max Nomics pocket, but Sean's in Big Bidet's pocket, okay? <laughs> I am in Big Bidet's pocket. Big, it's b- a b- big Bidet. Pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freaking bogarting our country, well, destroying our economy. Not just one manufacturer. Come on, you got to spread the wealth. Sean mm-hmm. watched uh, TP fly off the shelves for three weeks and he's just sitting at home going, can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been considering getting Couldn't one be as me. well. I'm telling yeah, you guys. You guys probably. Yeah. <laughs> Our next question. Uh what's one bad habit that you're trying to get rid of? 
a bad habit you're trying to get rid of. So I could have a serious answer to this, and then I could have uh, a funny answer. Uh, anyone? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so my serious answer uh, is one that I've discussed with uh, with my therapist a little bit. Is that neg- negative self talk, uh, where I, you know, you basically just, you know, a bad any bad thing happens, and you just use it as, and I have a tendency to use that as an opportunity to just reassess everything uh, that could potentially go wrong with life. Uh, and specifically my faults. Uh, so I, I have a, a tendency to do that as the moment anything potentially negative happens. Like, uh, yeah, it could be as something as simple as, you know, I work with, uh, you know, our sales partners at the, the company that I work with and, you know, the sales partner is supposed to advocate for the client and everything. And so when I say something to them and say, hey, can you get the client to do this? Um, and they freak out. They go, well, the client's not going to like that. You know, is this, is this really necessary? And uh, in the back of my head, uh, I have to put up a front that says, yes, it's necessary. But in the back of my head, I'm like, is it really necessary? Do I need to be doing this? Oh, my God, I'm terrible at my job. Oh, my God, I'm going to get fired. Oh, my God. Like, like it just, it's just a downward spot. So, like, it, the, the negative self-talk is a bad is a bad habit that I need to sort of shake loose. Um, and uh, as far as a, a, a funny one, a hilarious one, um, um, drinking too much soda. I have a habit of, I guess it's not really a habit. That's more of an addiction, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. I could, I could probably cut out the, uh, the cut out the, uh, the diet Dr. W a little bit. Because <laughs> yeah, diet- only, only suckers pay for full price diet Dr. Pepper in a two liter. <laughs> yeah. Duh. How about you guys? Bad habits. I, um, so a serious one, cause I can't think of a, a, a dumb one, but a serious one is I need, I, one of my bad habits is. When I'm, when I'm, this is going to sound like the, I'm too much of a perfectionist of bad habits, but I, I tend to take on too much and I need, I need to stop apologizing for needing help with things. That's my, my bad habit is like, I, I will, you know, I, especially when Mary was in grad school. So Mary's still in grad school, but she has some time off. But while she was in grad school, I'm, I was handling all of the household chores and I would feel, and like taking care of Alice while she was uh, doing schoolwork. And I would feel so bad being like, I need your help. I need you to stop what you're doing for a second and help me with this one thing. Because it's like, it's, it's like, I'd be like, it's not fair to her, but it's like, we have to share responsibilities. Like, even though she has this other thing, our, our household is still, we have to, we have to be there for each other, even if it's inconvenient for one of us sometimes. So just being okay with being like, I need help. And it's okay that I'm asking you for help. Cause that's, we're in a partnership, you know, we're not just, we're not just kind of, we don't have set responsibilities that each of us are doing so much. It's right. everything is we're doing it together. So that's my bad habit is trying to do too much and feeling bad when I need help and asking my wife for it, mm-hmm. my partner. Mm-hmm. No, that's a that's that's a great one. I think a lot of people I, I can certainly empathize with that because there have been there have been times when I'm trying to do like 16 things in the kitchen and general just walk by and be like, can I like help you with something? <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Would you mind doing this? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. You're you're cooking like five things and, <laughs> and that yes, on and that's fire. That, ex- yeah. exactly. That's that's always the response too. Is like, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yeah. It's no so, shit. Yeah. Um, Tim, what's a bad habit that you're trying to get rid of? So my dark humor self, my immediate thought was breathing. Oh, God. Yeah, well. (laughs) I was like, man. 
Um, end me, just end me. <laughs> exactly. And then you started talking about the negative self-talk, and I was like, mine's so much worse than that. Uh, uh, honestly, probably soda. I drink. I, I'm, I gave up soda roughly this time last year, right before the wedding, and lost just from that, lost five to ten pounds over like a month. Um, I should get back to that point. Uh, that's probably it. Work-wise, mm-hmm. it's just uh, don't constantly envision punching the other person in the face. <laughs> that that nasty habit. That's yeah, such a bad like, habit. Oh, of, of wanting to obliterate someone. Here comes the operations manager. Yeah, I'm just going to knock him out. Like That's not a big deal, right? That's, that's fine. That's cool. Right. It's not going to take me to HR. What could possibly go wrong? Could be worse. It could be a bad habit of just actually punching people in the face. It's like, oops, sorry. <laughs> trying to get o- trying to get over that one. <laughs> My bad. It's just a gut reaction. I'm sorry. Uh, I have a condition. Sorry. Oops, it's like Tourette's, but with my fist. <laughs> <laughs> I just sporadically fling my my right my right hook at whatever's in front of me. Rich, what's a bad habit you're trying to get rid of? So I'm gonna go go with a heavier one and then a lighter one. Uh, heavy one is I need to stop uh, letting things build up to where I get to an anxiety ridden breaking point and just have a full full blown just I guess panic attack or anxiety attack or just breakdown. Uh, it happened a couple weeks ago with work. Um, we were told to, uh, we needed to get, uh, 16 hours worth of training done in less than 12. And I wasn't retaining any of the information because all the training was is reading and then answering tests. And I was freaking out to a point where I'm sitting at my desk, uh, like getting questions wrong on this test that you need to pass in order for it to clear from your queue. And I just break down. I just start tearing up i slam on my desk break part of it i'm like i just had a full-on breakdown because of stress and anxiety and i need to start like releasing that by telling the people what's bothering me before it gets to that point that's a that's an excellent one that's a very that's a very good one um do you say you had a a joke one as well yeah a lighter one um i need to stop turning the shower on but when i uh poop before a shower and i need to wait to turn the shower on till after the poop because I poop for a long time. Yeah, it's just wasting water. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is an environmentally conscious uh, yeah. choice yeah. here. I mean, it's but a bad habit. At least you're pooping before the shower, so you do, you're not just making a mess out of your now clean butthole. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's just... Get that's a just yeah. <laughs> if I had yeah, a bidet, is... then I wouldn't have to worry about it. That's true. My bad habit is going on Amazon and not buying a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> I have this nasty habit of leaving the website without having purchased a bidet. Well, clearly, you go to Groupon, duh. Yep. Oh no 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 no! Groupon goods. I'm I'm over them. I'm done. I'm, <laughs> I'm done buying their like uh, knockoff. I'm actually we're actually wish in disguise garbage off of that that website. <laughs> we're wish, but more expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it takes 25 weeks to ship instead of uh, whatever it was for wish. What's um what's uh if you had to give somebody a hit like let's say somebody's got a nasty habit and they're trying to shake it like what what has worked for you guys when you've had bad habits and you're trying to shake them? Um. Every bad habit that I've had, that I've had to kick, I've kicked because of a reason. Like I, there had I can, I can only do it cold turkey. I'm not. I don't have the kind of discipline to to taper off something, and it, there has to be a reason. Like if it was, 
uh, I don't know. I can't think of a good one. But there's like there has to be a reason I'm doing it, or I won't do it. Like if there is a if, let's say I were doing drugs, and or let's say let's say I were smoking pot, and I had a like a job interview coming up where I needed to like test negatively, like that would be the way that I would get out of the habit of smoking because like there's a there's a, a like a goal, and then you just I would just stop cold turkey, and then I just probably wouldn't pick back up again because. There's no like once you get out of the the habit. I'm I'm aware of myself enough to know that if I if I get back into it even a little bit, I'm just gonna get back into the habit again and it'll be. Uh, but like, to be clear, that's a pure hypothetical, and I mean that sincerely. <laughs> but uh, but like that's the kind of thing where I if I was doing something like that, I would need a, a goal, and I just have to do a cold turkey because I I I can't I'm not I can't taper off. I'm just not that kind of person. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like if you do it one more time, it's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm easing off of it a little bit. You can just make it more and more gradual. So it's like, well, I used to, you know, again, to just use a complete hypothetical, Sean, smoke 20 blunts a day. I don't smoke weed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get a frame of reference. Let's say 20. And then the next week, it's like, well, I'm only smoking 19 and a half. And like, if you yeah. really if you really want to, you can bleed it out so that exactly. it's, you know, you're not really cutting it. You're just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Any you're other, like, this, um, it's a special occasion. I can just smoke this one time. And it's like, exactly. Know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you find it with excuses. Yeah. I was going to say something, but I lost it. Uh, it might come back. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say yet. set a, set an achievable goal. So like, not, not just like, I want to lose weight, be specific, make sure it's reasonable like I don't. Uh, when I lost weight last year, it was I. I wanted to lose twenty pounds. I wanted to lose twenty pounds in two and a half months. Which, however, it broke down. It was like a couple pounds a week, and it's like okay, that's reasonable. Like I, I can't try to say I'm gonna lose ten pounds this week. That's stupid. And then mm-hmm. when you inevitably don't hit that goal or hit that benchmark, you're just gonna be like, well, then why keep going and quit? Um, so the, the biggest issue with a lot of people trying to quit habits or start new habits, uh, is they try to do too much at once. Do one thing, mm-hmm. let it stick for a couple weeks, because at that point, if, if you get a couple weeks in and you're good, then that you're kind of at the point where you're no, you're physiologically, um, at least if it's something like giving up something, a couple weeks is all it takes to physiologically no longer need it. And then at that point it's a brain game depending on unless it's like hardcore substance abuse that's a little different um like smoking but, uh, 20 blunts in a day jeez mm-hmm. <laughs> it was only 19 I smoked and a half two joints before and i smoked half. two joints and then i smoked two joints again <laughs> and then i got i then i got i um but yeah so just just try to set achievable goals and keep track of it cuz if you if you hold yourself accountable and go from there. Excellent. Yeah. What I was mm-hmm. going to say before is uh, similar to what uh, Tim was saying. Like, first thing is recognizing that there is a bad habit is the a good way to start figuring out how to deal with it. And it is dependent on what the habit is, whether or not, like, you can do cold turkey like Sean or gradually mm-hmm. like Tim. Like, losing weight is something you have to do gradually. Getting rid of stopping soda is something that you kind of have to do like cold turkey, you can't really gradually get rid of soda because if there is that addictive component to it, um, 
for me, I've stopped drinking soda, but I have realized that there will be relapses with it. And, and you have to accept that like, there will be like occasional relapses of, I'm not drinking soda. I'm not doing this, but you have to get back into the habit before it becomes a bad habit again. Yeah. You have to punish yourself. You just be like, acknowledge that it happened and, and just, yeah, it happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Acknowledge your, your humanity as it were. Um, our next question, if you could instantly become one, what would you want to be an expert in? I thought this could be like, what fruit would you be? <laughs> no, if you could gradually become a fruit, what would it be over the course of several years? <laughs> grapes, several grapes. <laughs> several no, grapes. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> uh, if you could instantly become... Let's just answer that question instead. No, uh, if you could instantly become one, what would you want to be an expert in? This is a tough uh, one. Uh, music. I'd like to be an expert in musicianship. Hmm. That's what I'd like to be an expert in. Because I was thinking, like, oh, I'd like to be in maybe like an epidemiology in like epidemiology or like climate science. But I'd be, I feel like I'd just be so upset all the time. <laughs> I would just know so much, and I couldn't do anything about it. But if I was just like. Now I know everything about how to play instruments. I could just play instruments all day. And I would, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that'd be dope yeah. as hell. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That'd be, because it's, you get some enjoyment out of it too. Like, it's not just, you know, all about it. It's like, you can know it and apply it in a way that yeah. you, you like music. You like music. So it's, mm-hmm. it's something you can apply. Um, Tim, what would you like to be an expert in? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, ideal. I'm going to go with... I'm gonna go with <laughs> what would you like to be an expert in? Uh, <laughs> breathing? Cracker. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with first-person shooters so that I could quit my job, stream video games all day long, and also win tournaments. An expert money. in first-person shooters. Totes. So that you could be an e-gamer uh, extraordinaire. Totes. Be like, I'm an e-gamer and I'm married. Boom. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yep. I guess if we're going by that logic, I'll say I want to be an expert in counterfeiting money. <laughs> Clutch. If I'm an expert, you can't, t- can't touch me. It's so good that you can't. Well, then I want to be an expert in finding expert counterfeiters. Why? What, you want to be a fucking narc? <laughs> I mean, if I cracked a case, the If F- I could be an expert F- in anything, it would be being a cop. Rich Sweet. <laughs> no, being a fucking cop. <laughs> No, because then he's just going to find them, and then he's going to blackmail them, and now he's an expert blackmailer. <laughs> See where we're going? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Rich turns into his own crime syndicate. Um, I don't know what I would be. Uh, is expertise in anything other than counterfeiting money? Um, I guess, boy, I, I would like to be... The problem with this is that um, nowadays, expertise is very discounted. So even if you're an expert in something, no, nobody, the public does not give a shit. So it does have to be something like Sean, where it, you get some sort of utility out of it. Otherwise, like if you're like, for example, if you're a climate scientist, people be like, nah, nah. He's like, yo, climate change is real. And, uh, and you know, we have like 30 years to turn it around before we like submerge the, 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 the earth into water and people can just go, nah. Yeah, it'd be like, a huge be a- bummer. You'd just yeah. be so pissed all the time. Yeah, like, I'm it- mad now, and I barely know anything about either of those things. Yeah. And <laughs> to know everything about them and be certain of it. Yeah. Like, I, you can't I be an expert. Like, 
Political science, economics, like uh, uh, top you know, doctor in your field. Fuck that. Clients, clients, seed baby. We have a freaking medical. The, the the foremost medical mind in this country is is considered to be part of the deep state because <laughs> he has the audacity to say, "Yo, we're not going to have a vaccine for twelve months." Like, well, why does why does Doctor Anthony Fauci hate Donald Trump? He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. I mean, he might, but it's not. It's not influencing his science. Um. So th- that's the thing. Is that you have, it has to be something that you're going to get some utility out of. So I guess it would be, um, you know what. It would be an expert at pitching. I'd want to be a fucking expert pitcher because I can think of nothing that's harder than like, like the, the concept of being able to throw like a 12 to six curveball with like, <laughs> like freaking Clayton Kershaw to, to throw a baseball. Like for me, throwing a baseball straight is a minor miracle <laughs> to, to make it do, to make it do what like Mariana Rivera or Clayton Kershaw or like Rand, to, to make it, bite and duck like not even to throw it fast like yeah throw it fast you throw it fast to make it to throw like an awesome slider or an awesome change up oh my god that's incredible i can't even i can't even start like my my brain can't there's no baseline for me i have no way of like getting there so i will say being an expert pitcher mm-hmm. how about you rich are you are you really sticking with uh no. being in the expert fbi no no no, no. <laughs> i I've been trying. I like. I was think going all over, and I was like, "Well, I would like to be an expert in like a sports thing, maybe this way I had the skill." But then now I, I've I've settled on something. Expert in Earth, uh, space discovery. So like Earth to space. So know everything about NASA. Know everything about the cosmonauts. Know everything about the um uh Chinese space. Like everything about anything that has to do with space discovery. Just because. Mm. I find that stuff fascinating as hell. Before we uh, recorded today, I watched a half-hour uh, special about uh, NASA's. Um, I can't remember what the, the the rover is, but it's their new rover they sent out last week to travel on, to uh, discover water on Mars or to to go through an ancient lake that was on Mars. Mm-hmm. And I just I love that stuff, so I want to know everything about it. Yeah. There you and go. then you can just be like, yeet, I'm outie, bye. I, I, I do realize, though, that comes with the uh, anger aspect as you guys with the um, global warming and uh, anti-global warming people because of uh, flat earthers. But you know what? <laughs> I'll deal with those. Oh, you're good. It's even further than that. You have people who deny that like, the moon landing happened. So, <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. You, know, you have your own you know, class of, of crazy to work but with. You, you know what? If I was an expert, maybe the moon landing actually didn't happen, and I'd be the expert to know. <laughs> You'd be yeah. the one to be like, yeah, yeah, it's fake, but not for the reasons you think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's actually four moons. Um, all right. So our next question is not a question. It comes to us from listener Brian K. Everett. And guys, uh, we, have a, we have an episode of Brian's Bodega happening here, because yeah. Brian's got to take. Bodega! <laughs> Here we go. Uh, we need a like spicy take. We need music. What would be good? I think what, what would be good music for Brian's Bodega? I'm thinking something like with a little bit of like Latin flavor. You know, my like my first feeling. instinct was Lowrider. Nice. I like it. All right, I'll throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs>
here we go. <clears throat> I need to take a sip of water because this got some. Got some this, this is this is a meaty boy I've heard. All right, here we go. <laughs> Uh, so from Brian Everett, this is Brian's Bodega. Uh, and of course, if you have a take uh, you'd like us to uh, read on the air, uh, we'll absolutely do that as well. Uh, hey there, y'all. Hope you're doing good. So here we are in the year of our Lord, 2020. And the only way for a doctor to find out how much crap is wrong with you is by sending you to a blood factory. I hate this. I hate getting blood drawn because I always have a bad fainty experience and it just throws off my whole day. It's such a drag being hungry and then losing un- and losing consciousness like that. Ugh, the smell of coming back to reality. I fucking hate it. These blood factories, man, LabCorp, Quest Diagnostics, oh my god, they do not care about me at all. It's like the blood version of flipping a table as a waiter working at a chain restaurant. They want you in, and then they want your woozy ass out the door. At least the Red Cross gives you some OJ, and they ain't even getting paid. (laughs) And it's not just the blood factories that I hate. Oh, no, no, no. I find that to be pretty darn, damn, excuse me, darn or damn, darn embarrassing as someone who has spent zero days ever studying medicine, that the only way for the doctors to get the bloods from your body is to cut off your arm's circulation and jab your vein with a needle and then fill up like six tubes with your blood. Maybe I'm just a huge wuss, but this is a barbaric practice. By the way, Brian did include uh, the pronunciation of huge there to be huge with a Y. Uh... Hey, hey, you, there's no smoking in my <laughs> bodega outside with your nasty self. Go chomp your Marlboro bogeys out there and put a goddamn mask on, will you? <clears throat> sorry, sorry about that. Uh, these are troubling times at the bodega. <laughs> there's like a whole world building aspect here to this thing. Uh, did you add that last bit or did, Brian, did Brian No, he, he put it in there. It's in it's oh, I love it. verbatim. Anyway, to further my point on the lunacy of 21st century medical practices, still needing an intervening needle jab check out the button by tasso it sticks to your arm and painlessly quote uh draws blood out of your skin by just pricking the surface of your skin and the blood and the blood falls into the tube and then you mail it to the lab your arm (laughs) apparently gets a little hickey though it's a new thing in the development stages so this wouldn't work for all lab tests right now trust me i asked but to quote (laughs) peter griffin why aren't we funding this (laughs) so i was more jfk than peter griffin uh This is huge. Talk about an industry disruptor. Am I right? Uh, And then he adds, on another less crotchety note, I offer big thanks to Mr. Sean O'Garlic for talking about his journey with anxiety on this show. He normalized it for me, and I finally went to the doctor and am getting taken care of. Uh, Hell yeah. I'm even talking to a girl now. Uh, (laughs) But also, he put whispers in there. Uh, (laughs) But also, since I talked to a doctor about anxiety, another one of my friends is also going to see a therapist, and another one is currently trying to find one. Thanks, Sean. Uh, Fuck so yes! Yeah. Big yeah. old take from Brian Everett there. <laughs> so big big ups on Sean for uh, being the advocate here. Listen, there for real. The going to see a therapist was the best thing that I've ever done in my life. I was we for a very long time. It was you know we we still have that um, the stigma attached to it being like you know not being able to handle your shit is somehow makes you like a lesser especially as a man makes you makes you lesser or whatever but like it is it has been so helpful getting medicine getting medicated has truly completely like flipped my life around like i was in it's you normalize how shitty you feel for so long and it's it's so great so i'm so glad brian's getting help i'm glad his friend's getting help 
it sucks that the uh, medical complex in the United States, we don't prioritize mental health. So it's incredibly difficult to get help because nobody takes your fucking insurance. And even sometimes when they do, it costs a fucking arm and a leg. It's not fair that I have to pay $300 to see my psychiatrist so I can feel like a normal human most days. But, you know, you got to take care of yourself. So hopefully uh, Medicare for all <laughs> vote for Joe Biden, <laughs> even though he's not advocating for that, whatever. <laughs> Is cl- closer uh, closer to that option than um, than yep. what we have, um, dude. It is wild the, the, on the Medicare for all front. It, does, it is wild to me that like so the the Britain is NH. I, I only bring this up because like Boris Johnson, the leader of of the UK, the Prime Minister of the UK, uh, has blatantly said like, oh, there's no way we're ever getting rid of the NHS. Uh, the uh, basically their, mm-hmm. their version of socialized medicine in the UK, and he's like, no, we'll never get rid of it. You know, that's preposterous. And he's like, you know, Britain's Trump. And he's yeah. still like, nah, there's no way. We're never getting rid of NHS. Yeah. Like it it is weird how we have that um mm-hmm. that divide as far as as what's reasonable or not. But Mazel tov to to Brian for sure. Um, you know, always yeah. always love to hear that, especially that last note. Um, thoughts on his take about uh LabCorp yeah. and Quest, where he he went in. I, on I these blood factories. I, I honestly like I, I agree. I hate getting lab work done. I hate getting blood work done. I feel so weird when I'm waiting in the lobby, just waiting for the blood work, like the, 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 the person who takes the blood from you to like call my name up. Um, I don't know for sure. I know it's like this at like be positive when I used to donate there. I don't know if they're actually medically certified. Like, well, I'm sure they're certified, but they didn't go to school to do that. Like they might just be someone who was trained how to prick a needle and then take it out. Mm-hmm. Like, which which makes me feel way more uncomfortable about it because I'm like, did did you do any schooling in medical for this? Like, mm. it, yeah, it is. It, it's just it's. I, I I agree with Brian. I it's awkward yep. for me. I hate it. I had uh, one of my worst ever panic attacks when I was getting uh, blood drawn, and it mm. sucks because it is it's it's so visceral. <laughs> In a weird way, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. Like, I I can give blood pretty much no problem, but I had I was having blood drawn, and like it was into one of those big vials, and it was making like a glug sound, and I just like I freaked out. I was like, "I can't do this. I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. literally dying." But I like, yeah. So I I completely I understand. It's not you're not being a wuss. It's just fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there should be a better way to do it, but unfortunately, they're just like you know, we gotta drain your humors or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and the other thing is like a lot of the time when the lab corp and the quest diagnostics usually have relationships with either your like your works insurance or your workplace in general so it's a very corporate uh, it's a very corporate way of doing things because like you know they'll say like oh well you can you know go to your physician and do this or but like we're going to refer you to quest or lab core or something like that because we have a business relationship with them so it, it makes things easier for them it streamlines it and so you, you don't have much of an option otherwise like it's like well you know mm-hmm. i could find another lab but like who knows how long it'll take and everything i may as well just go to lab core and get processed like the piece of meat that i am <laughs> that, uh that's, to, you know, get it done that's the other thing like my doctors have they have multiple offices because i go to uh like jefferson health one of their offices has a lab core connected to it. But if you need blood work drawn and the doctor tells you to get blood work drawn, you have to then sign in to wait in line again. Your doctor can't just do it. You can't just go get it drawn. It is a completely separate business in the same room. I'm like, this Mm. is weird. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, your thoughts on Brian's take. 
I mean, getting blood drawn is no fun. Uh, when I got my blood drawn last week, I uh, almost passed out. And they're like, here's a pillow. And I was like, oh, thanks. But that was <laughs> at my doctor's office. Like, one of the mm-hmm. RNs was, like, had whatever certificate as a phlebotomist or whatever so she can draw blood. Um, so I, I, I get LabCorp. Yeah, they're, they're just trying to churn you out, whatever. Um I'm more interested in this button thing. I've been I've been looking at it, and I guess the part that I'm most interested in is how does it work? Because it looks like they just attach it to your arm, and it says something about capillaries. And then I'm curious of if the blood collected from capil- capillaries would have the same kind of uh, density of like what you're actually testing for. So I'm curious mm-hmm. what tests can this actually be used for? Because looking at the volume of what's drawn, like it looks like uh, the tip of my pinky for is the largest sample I've seen in any of these things. Where if they draw blood for like broad spectrum uh, testing, it's like, like you said, here's six vials. So mm-hmm. what what is, what can this actually test that they're getting away with such small samples? Or is it just we took a lot just in case? uh for everything else so i i'm i'm interested in that but yeah getting your getting your blood drawn kind of kind of sucks <laughs> it's the worst yeah it's it's not great Mm-mm. so our next question if your job had show and tell for adults what would you bring in hmm show and tell for adults Bring in a competent employee. Hey, oh, like here's what it looks like. Fucking math. Fucking do your job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, my, my team's generally pretty competent. Don't tell them I said that. Um, <laughs> so, what would you bring in for show and tell for uh, for your uh, for your office or place of work? Here's this. Here, here's this eighty dollars <laughs> statue Damn. that I bought. <laughs> wouldn't participate i plead the fifth (laughs) would you bring myself i'm your present you're welcome yeah show and tell bitches yeah (laughs) here's me now let me tell you a little something about myself i'm awesome yeah uh so rich you bring in the the figurine or the 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 item that you were you were just flashing the mcfarlane one yeah like if if they had if like my group was doing like a, a team building thing like let's show everyone something about yourselves it would be like either this this figure or one of the several others that i have just be like yeah this is like one of my favorite things i've got uh and tell them about the character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i would bring in so as a wedding gift my wife with the help of my brother got me an explorer a gibson explorer uh and there's like little like flourishes all over it so like uh my brother got me a had a strap made for me as part of this wedding gift um with like rick and morty on it uh i think there's a sonic the hedgehog patch on there as well um it's got the date of our wedding on the uh on the the uh oh god i can't remember the name it's not the bridge uh but the pickups on the pickups uh there's it's inscribed on the the metal pickups on the guitar um and it's a beautiful piece of work uh so mm-hmm. i probably show that and be like yo man i got fucking explorer i'm just like james hetfield uh <laughs> get a load of this got this cherry uh the cherry red finish on it um it's a beautiful thing so i, I would probably bring that in um and be like yo get a load of this shit uh like yes i'd probably bring alice in 
Because that's that's <laughs> that's honestly that's the adult version of show and tell is bringing your baby to the office. There you go. You just yeah. bring the baby, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, a baby!" And you're like, "Yeah." Who's got yeah, questions? It, it is a baby. Yeah, I helped. So, so, so is it a I baby? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does it do tricks? Yeah. She yeah. walks now a little. Yeah. Yeah. She does a little bit. Yeah, she man. Does a little bit. I, Crushed I, it. I like well up every time I see videos of her like dancing to Golden Girls or <laughs> walking. I'm just like, oh my god, this girl. She's such yeah. like her dad. <laughs> Yep, just me just, you know, taking three steps, falling on my butt, and watching yep. Golden Girls. That's my whole yep. life. Thank you yeah. for being a friend. Um, Tim, what would you bring into show and tell besides yourself? Uh, dude, I feel like I don't have anything interesting enough to bring in. Here's a bottle of scotch, guys. There you this go. Counts. This is what my uh, uh, the guys got me for my bachelor party. You want some? Hey, oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and Tim, you would go first so that this way you could open it up and start drinking during everybody else's show and tell, right? Of course. <laughs> Why is the bottle half empty? Because I went last. <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, What's your workplace's policy on uh, firearms, Tim? Because you could bring him two tickets to the gun show if you wanted to. <laughs> hey, I bring those every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just comes in with like a Suns Out, Guns Out t-shirt on. <laughs> Yeah, it's there a tank go. top. Wha- bam! Watch out! I'm a pet collector. These are my pythons. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm done objectifying Tim. Uh, let's move on to the next question. No, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would be the absolute worst name you could give your child? <laughs> go self-deprecating and go with Matthew. <laughs> Yeah. It's my son, Cletus. Cletus. Uh, Cletus. Well, yeah, it's not. It's not a good name. Uh, <sighs> you say Cletus. The only thing I can think of is that robot that's on um, Fox Sports for football. It's that big freaking robot is named Cletus oh, uh, that they so have good. on all the the the, the promotions the and everything. Things? On Fox Sports, when you watch uh, like Fox NFL, um, yeah. that big robot is named Cletus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Clearly appealing to uh, their strongest base. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, so, what would be the worst name you could give your child? We, we risk alienating a portion of our audience who has named their child this. So, uh, so it can't be like Phil. <laughs> uh, the worst name I could give my child, if they were a boy, would be Daniel Israel because it would be D I S, and everyone would be dissing him. Boom. Boom. Got him. I, I tried. I'm sorry. No. Nah. I tried. Uh, this is so hard. What's that name that uh, Elon Ad Musk City? gave his kid? Of oh, the symbols? Yeah, that's the worst one. It's like maybe. a serial number or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a symbol that's not even part of our alphabet. And even the the mom is like, I'm just going to call him X. Yeah. Oh, the, mom, the mom's singing. Is it, who's his wife? Grimes. Is somebody fake? Grimes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I was I want to say Halsey, but I'm like, that's not it. Uh yeah. Grimes. Okay, so Grimes just does not understand the name of her own child. Uh, <laughs> so the name is an X with an A, and attached to the A is an E. So it's like A. Oh, it's a e. Greek so it's a Greek alphabet yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. So there's X space the A E space A hyphen twelve. Hmm. Hmm. 
That might be the worst one. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I remember years ago, like I think Jason Diphthong. Diphthong. I think Jason yeah. Lee named his kid Pilot Inspector. I think. Yes, that's true. I remember that one. That's pretty um, bad. It's a bad one. This is funny. Apple. I think Gwyneth Paltrow's daughter's name's at or son's named Apple. I believe you're right. Or blanket. Yeah. No. Yeah. You could write a book, and I'm sure somebody has about atrocious uh, celebrity names for for children. I think the worst non-celebrity one I've heard is uh, it's pronounced Absidy, and it's literally just A B C D E. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've seen seen that. Absidy. That Mm. is the dumbest fucking thing, and you are just setting your child up for misery hmm. what about what about uh cory motherfucking taylor cory oh, motherfucking we said oh my worst God. names not best names you all right so we're you... at minute one we're at like the one hour mark for this show and it's i'm surprised it took us this long to bring up the <laughs> cory motherfucking taylor uh the lead singer of slipknot and stone sour is now a, a rapper i guess um, i hate I... motherfucking thing I yeah. hated it. I yeah. hated that it song. Was I was like, okay, he got so like so. I went into it. Full disclosure. So we so Matt sent us sent us that sent us a Corey Taylor rap song. This single, was suggested to me as like it was like oh you might be interested in this on YouTube and it's CMFT and it was this name of the song is like CMFT must be stopped and I had not heard of this but it was like featuring like Tech Nine and another rapper that I don't know the name of yeah um, and I was like okay I've never heard of this but. It's being suggested. I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, and, and yeah, I and, realize, it was. And I look, Googled CMFT, and the first result that came up was Corey Taylor. And I just, oh no. <laughs> like it, it, <laughs> no. The, the first result was Corey Taylor's uh, Wikipedia page. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. So, of course, I had to share it with you guys. Yes. And then, and, and then I saw it, and I was like, okay, well, Tech Nine's on this, and he's a respected artist. So, it, it can't be that bad. But then I, but then I had forgotten that Limp Biscuit featured on a Limp, uh, no Snoop Dogg, and Lil Wayne both featured on Limp Biscuit songs. So I was like, okay, maybe that doesn't matter. Uh, but <laughs> and then, oh my god, that song is so bad. He doesn't have any rhythm. Like his 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 verse, he's it's just saying gross. words. They're not in a meter. They don't like. They're not bars because his they. There is a way that you can have a line like run over between two bars and have it sound good. Like there's a bunch of rappers who do that, but like most F does it. MF doom does it super well. Guess what? Corey Taylor fucking doesn't. And he's just trying to fit too many words in too little space without so, any, Oh my God. I hated it. So about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more than that. Lil Wayne put out a rock album and I, I remember reading a review of it and it said that the album sounded like what somebody who had never heard rock, but had like, you know, some somebody who had a caricature of rock in their head, what they what album they would make uh, if if that happened. This is what happens when you tell somebody who's never really listened to hip hop, like a heavy metal singer from Iowa, make a rap song. <laughs> yep. And this is like what his perception of that is. And it's boy, it's oh, it's not good, man. This comment good. section is so much fun. It's an assault Corey <laughs> Taylor becoming Fred Durst or Kid Rock must be stopped. Oh my god! <laughs> Just and, a, a nonstop bludgeoning. And I don't know if you guys looked at the description. Nope. There's there's another song. Black Eyes Blue is another song in that same style. I I, I believe it says stream CMFT must be stopped and Black Eyes Blue and pre order slash pre save CMFT here. I will and not. 
I'm not. I'm not going to read the link. Um, no. Yeah. Sorry, Corey motherfucking Taylor. Freaking 46-year-old man who thinks that calling himself Corey motherfucking Taylor as his rap name <laughs> is still dope uh, Corey, nowadays. Corey wrote his own WWE entrance music. Oh, Christ. Yeah, that's all this is. Oh, my God. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, Corey motherfucking Taylor is probably the worst name you can give to your child. <laughs> um, to, uh, pull this one back. Uh, any other thoughts on this one? No. Yeah. All right. No. Good, because we're going to wrap this one up with... The Antiques Roadshow. The Roadshow! Nice! So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, open Addendum 1 and describe the photo to the listeners. Each bro needs to determine, one, what they think the name of the object is, two, what the use of it is, and three, its appraisal value. So, gents, uh, we all received Addendum 1 from question compiler extraordinaire Mary O'Brien. What are we looking at here, Tim? Uh, that's a weird way of holding it, but I'm assuming this is some sort of glass bottle. Uh, it's definitely rectangular, definitely made of glass. Uh, towards her fingers, it looks like there's an opening for a bottle. It almost looks like a, like a glass flask, like a very small glass flask. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe like a really, really old pill bottle. And there's like a, at the bottom, there's a little circle, which I'm assuming is the cap and it has a D on it. I are you sure that's not just her one of her weird fingers and that's her fingernail? <laughs> if that's her weird she, fingernail. She does have some funky fingernails. I, I am pretty sure that's her funky fingernail. Oh, like she's wrapped her pinky around yeah. the bottom. Okay, I see what you're saying. I think you might be right now that now I can't unsee it as that, so I think you're right. Yeah, because you can see her other fingernail coming over the bottom oh, yeah, corner yeah, yeah. of the bottle. But so it's, can... it's, it's not a consistent internal cavity. Like you can see it's like mm-hmm. thicker towards the middle like con it's not physically concave on the outside but on the inside it looks like it's concave yeah it doesn't look of. like you could fit that much in there it's like an yeah. emerald green hue to it as well and it looks to me i i uh like there's writing on the side it's just super fuzzy i can't read it yeah mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go with world war Two medicine bottle six hundred dollars I don't think it's super expensive or anything mm. like that. All right. I think this is this strikes me as something that could have been used for like a religious ceremony. So like maybe this is used for like holding holy water or something. Um so I'm going to go with that and boy. I will say it is I I don't know if it's from specific yeah, from a specific time period. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to go all in. This is holy water holder from the Vatican itself. Uh $2,500. But really priceless because it was blessed by God. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it looks a little bit like a pipe that you'd smoke weed out of. Mm. So I'm going to say that's what it is, but a very old version of that. And maybe for like tobacco or something, whatever. Uh, but I'm going to say that's what it is. I'm going to say, wait, what, what were the guess? I'm going to say 5,000. Is that a guess that hasn't been made yet? Tim yes. said six hundred. I said twenty five hundred. Okay, I'm gonna say five thousand dollars. All right, Rich, what do you got? Say seven dollars. No, uh, so one dollar, Bob. I, I think it is some sort of medicine bottle, but the, the the lines and the markings on the side make me think it's like maybe like Chinese or Japanese because it looks like the kanji writing or the Mandarin writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, so I'd say it's a pretty old medicine bottle. Um, 
I'd probably go uh, like 1500 1500 All right. We got an, ad- an answer key uh, with a script. Uh, who would like to be a member of the Brose players this week? I uh, do. All right. I'll do Sean? the other one. All right. Sean, Tim, you figure you out which Sean? one you want to be. You can pick either one. Uh, I'll be the guest. Okay. All right. End action. So where'd you find this? I think she found it in the backyard. Who's she? My wife. Ah, is she here? Mm, someplace. <laughs> Why did you decide to bring this here? Because she told me to. <laughs> Left. Do you do you do everything she tells you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the script. <laughs> so this is the, a great script, guys. This is all right, Sean. Th- how much is it worth? This is a three in one oil. A uh, company bottle from 1920 <laughs> is worth between 10 and $15 at auction. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Guys, we got our first dud. Second. Oh, my God. Second, second dud. Yeah, I called something was fake and was worth nothing forever ago. Mm-hmm. Also, okay. yeah. dud's in the eye of the beholder. This is only worth 10 to $15 at auction, but in his heart, it might be worth, you know, millions. <laughs> Uh, it's it's, ten to fifteen dollars. It's a, it's oil that some guy got appraised just because his wife was like, hey, "Get away, get away yeah. from me, go appraise this." <laughs> this will keep you busy. So, t- yeah. so congrats to Tim who bet six hundred dollars on this item, and it was and worth fifteen dollars <laughs> at maximum. Managed to overbid by six hundred and forty dollars and still win. Yeah, congratulations, pal. Um, all right, uh, boy, oil company bottle. All right. Uh, that's it for this round of questions, guys. Uh, now, we had a, an extensive uh, Brian's Bodega, but does anyone have a take they'd like to give this episode? I do have a take, but I can wait. But I would like to very quickly thank Brian at the end of the show because I always feel like when I'm talking about like going to a therapist or getting medicine for depression, I feel like I'm like the the caricature of a vegan and I always feel bad because I'm like, I don't want to be the guy who's always like, I'm depressed. Ha ha ha. But like when I at my old therapist, she was we talked about the podcast and she was like, you should just talk about it a decent amount to try to normalize it. So it is incredibly validating, Brian, to hear that you heard me and that, that like it hit you in some type of way. So it, it is it's a little bit validating that even if I am a little bit annoying to myself, that at least it's, I'm doing a good, a, a, a net positive thing. Even if it is sometimes like, you know, shut up. We get it. You're sad. But yeah, absolutely, man. And, and, and what you're experiencing, you're talking about yourself because this is your experience. Everybody experiences, you know, issues with mental health and stress and anxiety and depression in different ways. So you can't, you can't just say, well, everybody who goes through anxiety goes through it like this. You can only mm-hmm. talk about it in your way, but it, because you're talking about it with your way, you know, in your experience, your your sort of channel, your 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 flavor almost of 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 this situation, um, you know, it it resonates with people. It obviously did with Brian, and I'm sure it resonates with a lot of other people who have have haven't necessarily written in. Um, but mm-hmm. it's 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 very heartening to hear. It, and. Ever since the start of this podcast, and especially since you started going to see someone, Sean, I have been considering going to see someone as well. My biggest like 
pushback is my insurance isn't that great when it comes to like therapy that like I like I don't really I don't really know how it works with my insurance and for one and for two I don't really know if I have the money to continue to do it mm-hmm. one after I get my one or two free sessions or whatever it is we'll have yeah employee yeah, assistance program mm-hmm. yeah uh, but well, yeah and it, I it's hard to advocate for yourself in that way but like it, it's it's important it's also super weird like I don't talk. I guess my my parents probably listen to the podcast. I don't know. But like this, I I understand that also this isn't stuff that I talk about with my family. And I know that's the case for many people in their families. Like they're not, you're not going to your family being like, I'm depressed usually. Uh, so, you know, this is one of my outlets, especially being in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. It's you time. It's it's mm-hmm. it's the one period of your time of your your week or your your month or your your every two weeks or whatever. It's your one period where it's like this is all about me. You know, yep. you get that this is this is you're working on you. That is that is the extent of it. You don't have to, to couch it in anything. You're talking to an objective third party, and their only their only objective, as it were, is to help you. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you guys for listening to me. Be sad, but boom. also I think it is it is also. I want to applaud us, you know, pat ourselves on the back a little bit for being Fuck four yeah. dudes who are very good about not b- minimizing when each of us are feeling bad. Like we'll crack jokes and shit because you know it gets uncomfortable sometimes, and you have to you have to and do that kind of that's gymnastics. How, we know how to deal with misery? Exactly. But like, I I think I think we all do a very good job of you know of validating each other and being like, you know, you're we all feel shitty sometimes, especially now that we're quarantined. We don't get to see other people as much, but like we do a really good job of being vulnerable in a way that is, I don't think is super common for men of our age bracket. It's becoming more common, but I think in general, it's not. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's wrap that up then. Um, so Sean, if people want to find anything, any of your thoughts on, on life in general, uh, where can they find it on Twitter? At, hey, it's SOB. How about you, Rich? At B underscore walnuts. And you, Mr. Hansen. At Tim R. Hansen. And you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast and on Facebook at Brose Podcast. Um, you can download our show uh, and listen, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, um, for Shannon, to Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo. Um, you can find her work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art uh, and on Etsy.com. As she, I think she reopened her store there. Rich, I'm not sure. She, she was doing some sort of benefit earlier this week. I think a portion of her proceeds were going towards a specific cause. Yes. Uh, there was a little girl in Pennsylvania who uh, went missing and then unfortunately passed away, I believe. Mm. Uh, I'm just opening up her page now because I wasn't expecting this. Linda Stoltzfus. Yeah. I've got it up here, yes. Yeah. So, so the, it's for the Talal family um, who who lost their daughter, as Rich alluded to. Um, and fifteen percent of all uh, purchases made on Shannon Vogel's Etsy shop um, uh, will go towards that family and for helping them through this this difficult time and going towards that mm-hmm. GoFundMe. So it's a great cause. Um, so huge thanks to Shannon as always for for doing that logo for us. And uh, you know, if you have an opportunity to to buy some of her wares on Etsy.com, uh, please do so. 
Um, and our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. Uh, you can find uh, his music at the Free Music Archive. Uh, Rich, what's going on with PodQuest these days? Uh, come check out PodQuest, a nerdy roundtable, where we uh, talk about the uh, that week's news and whatever stuff we did, if there's anything new. Um, this weekend, as we're recording, they have the closed beta for the Avengers game coming out on, on all consoles. Uh, one of us is in it, but they'll have the open beta next week. So over the next two weeks, we'll probably be talking about that. Nice, nice. Um, I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast Sports Podcast with my buddy Eddie Provident, and I got a new plug this week. Uh, I, <laughs> I, my, my, my <clears throat> sultry tones are featured on a new YouTube channel called The Insanity Collection. Uh, <laughs> if you like scary shit, uh, you've come to the right place. Uh, so The Insanity Collection is a collection of, of like scary stories and like horror-based uh, top five, top ten lists, uh, scary stories, things like that. Um, and I'm on there. Uh, I've yeah. got a couple videos up there right now. So uh, go to the it's the Insanity Collection on YouTube. Uh, you can listen to if, if that's the th- sort of thing that <laughs> tickles your fancy. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, please please go ahead and uh, check check that page out. It's got some good work on there. All right, guys. I have it. a shout out today. Oh, you do? Okay. All right. So I just want to shout out Mary, compiler of questions, who uh, recently. As of this podcast, she she put together a fundraiser for a local family uh, who were displaced because of COVID, or they were they lost their jobs because of COVID, and were in uh, it, they were in danger of losing their housing as well. And they recently had a baby. She put together uh, a wish list for them because it, it seems that when it comes to GoFundMe's, it's that's a little bit nebulous for people. You know, you don't really know what your money's going to. So she put together a list of supplies for the for the baby and so you could directly buy like an outfit for the baby or whatever and most of that has been funded i think they got a crib a mattress and the mattress pad and all that stuff but i know this is something that she's right now very passionate about and uh she would like to continue doing to kind of help uh families that are being especially with young children that are being hit pretty hard by uh unemployment especially since as of what four days ago uh the extra help from the government the extra six hundred dollars has run out so you're seeing you're going to see a lot more people who are going to be uh really hurting right now so uh i will when i put this up i'll put put it up on the facebook page yeah and so um and as i get more information because this family i think got everything they needed so We'll see where it goes from there, but yeah, and there's always disposables. I mean, like either that family or families like them, you know, yeah. you know they need diapers, they need clothes, you know, it's mm-hmm. just disposables for the baby as well. So, the, exactly. an excellent, excellent cause. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's call. Let's uh, let's put a pin in this. You know, yep. let's, let's you know you know what? let's come back and do this next week. Let's do it. Well, next I, I think week, I think we can do it next week. We so here we go. Week. We're gonna come back in exactly one week from this second right here. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna come back in exactly seven days and do this again. Um, seven days. Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Seven days for Rich Sweet and Sean O'Brien, Tim Hansen, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you to be smart about being stupid. Yes.